We're at episode two of episode one because we changed the name. It is still now. episode two. You're gonna see it as episode two because we changed the name of episode one after we released it. So ignore us at the beginning when we're bantering around talking about it. But it is now. He's he's Gator Boy. I was before. Okay, well you're still Gator Boy. <laughs> I'm Silverback, and this is Strength Philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta new song that i'm going to record later today that will be at the beginning of this sounds episode. amazing i've i bet listen to it in the future and oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh it'll be good it's going to be by don pruitt one of the best uh country and western singers yeah okay well you have some pretty exciting stuff going on recently you got engaged and you're looking for wedding venues i was i think we found one. Oh. i believe We're don't gonna... say what it is because they're not paying us to place them that's true not paying us anything so it's somewhere around cincinnati mm-hmm. is it pretty it's actually in kentucky yeah, that's around cincinnati okay if you're right <laughs> so um what it is pretty it's uh it's got a lot of brick and yeah i don't know it's a city kind of wedding i was like what type of building is it a hotel okay bank I don't know. We were in a hotel. We walked down the street. We were walking behind a guy in pink flip-flops with his shorts dragging behind him. You would think they were pants. They weren't. They were shorts that were just clearly seven sizes too big for him. And he's dragging along. He's trying to pick, flip around with his flip phone. So clearly on his way to pick up drugs. And we're just following him. So I, we were in a hotel, but I was so fo- solely focused on this man as we were walking that I don't know where we ended up and what building we ended up. We are just in some nice rooms, and they I like them. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Does the guy come with the hotel? Oh, God. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's moving. I bet he's your DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Lil John. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross and Lil John. Oh, yeah. I, um, I'm going to apologize in advance if I'm a little slow today. Uh, I'm very tired. Me I've too. been tired since like a week ago, mm-hmm. um, but I just finished my hardest training day yesterday before the fight, and uh, my brain's not working great, and I'm not saying words awesome, so if I'm a little slow or uh, fuck some stuff up, that's my excuse. Want some carbs? I can, uh, I have to start cutting those tomorrow not today today uh we're gonna go to burger week and get a six dollar burger where i don't know yet everywhere a lot of places yeah it's burger week right now i know and i'm sliding wow. in right before the weight cut oh <laughs> i didn't know it's burger week this changes the plans for today right after this because <laughs> um, i'm starving right now i mean oh, i'm incredibly hungry yeah like i it feels like i'm doing reverse crunches but like not the ones where you like stick your ass in the air the ones where like my stomach is eating itself Have you inside seen those like instagram videos where people like stick their like stomachs out and in and out and in they're like yeah. do this for five minutes a day and you'll get abs yeah yeah, yeah that's stupid that's what it feels like right now though because i'm so hungry 
Dude, I, I've been, yeah, I've been waiting and not eating today specifically to enjoy burger week. Cause I gotta stay still like on weight. Uh, so I gotta be like 52 to 55. I can't be like 58 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So we're getting close. Yeah. It's a week. Well, me and you and that. Oh yeah. I'm all, I'm focused on the one thing. <laughs> recently i've been zoning out and hannah will be like what's what are you thinking about and i'm like the only thing i've been thinking about <laughs> not getting beat up by a child nah it'll be it'll be all right i'm i think it's my fight to lose um as long as i keep a chin down hands responsible and don't do something stupid like i don't think he's gonna come in and show me something i haven't seen uh, so if I just stay good and don't be dumb, like I see a lot of ways I can beat him and I see like one way he can beat me and it's predicated on me being stupid. We could really <laughs> like prep you for this just by going to any high school two a day session and fighting the high school team. <laughs> you could pick out the toughest seniors on each of those teams and be like, Hey, me and you just, can you spar me real quick? I yeah. I've been some- like fighting like actual fighters though. Uh, <laughs> it's not a live look. It's not like this kid's got more to lose. Like he just got his first kiss <laughs> three months ago at prom, and he's learning to fuck. Dude. What do you? What is your motivation? Because his motivation is a rock hard cock, and he wants to put it in something. What? What's yours? Because uh, his is good. Mine's winning an MMA fight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Rock hard cock and wants to put it in something, and that something's you. No. <laughs> What's your motivation to beat this child uh, who has a rock my hard goal cock? Is that he decides to never fight again? He leaves and goes. I like that goal. That sucked so much that I don't want to do this again. Save a record? Uh, no. Ooh. So I want to retire a guy after his debut. Mm. Um, yesterday. I, after sparring, I got, first of all, beat the fuck up by, uh, one of my training partners who's fighting on the same card, uh, Michelle McDonald. She's very good. <laughs> uh, she's gonna fuck her girl up. Um, but normally it's competitive between us, and after we were done, she was like, oh, something, something's different. You're tired. <laughs> so she beat the shit out of me. And then I uh, wall wrestled and defended takedowns with another guy from Vision who's a professional fighter and fights in B2 named Perry Stargell. Uh, he just won a fight in Columbus, Georgia last weekend. He uh, is fights 170. And my thought process was, I want you to push me into this wall so that when this kid does, he feels like a little child because he is not bigger than you or stronger than you or better than you. Uh, and those aren't like questions. That's a fact. (laughs) Um, so if I can get any amount of shit off on you using technique, it will work on this guy. Uh, but I've just, I'm not excited for the weight cut. I'm not excited to cut the carbs. Uh, I don't want to drink two gallons of distilled water tomorrow. Um, Mm. but Either starting Tuesday or Wednesday, I can only eat 50 carbs a day, mm-hmm. which is hard. 
Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at things, and they all have carbs in them. Yeah, it's 50 carbs, <laughs> and then you really kind of ramp it up the day of. Yeah, we're going to um, Outback's, not Outback Steakhouse, that place sucks. Texas Roadhouse. How <laughs> pack your steaks or hockey puck shit. Uh, we're going to Texas Roadhouse um, after weigh-ins because Texas Roadhouse is oh man, it's got bonds. fucking everything. It's buttery bonds, dude. It's so good. Uh, but the uh, big booths. The carb cut is actually a good segue into a question that we've been asked this week in between mm-hmm. the last podcast and this podcast. About uh, dieting. People Hold on. Are... Oh? Hold. <laughs> stop. Shut the fuck up. Stop. Just stop making noise. What you guys just heard was a fucking musical note by Andy that we put in there. Because this is the cut to the questions. <laughs> that and if there's not goes? one, if there's not one, it's because Andy didn't fucking provide us with a musical note. And it's, it's a real bummer. So we're calling him out. He doesn't know it. He's probably not going to hear this. But <laughs> he told me he plays it uh, in the shower. So, like, it, it's not in the same room as him. Uh, he puts it on play and takes a shower so we get our precious Yeah, I wouldn't want... The guys I lived with, I wouldn't want in the same bathroom as I'm taking a shower. Their voices just knowing, like, oh, this is... He's already an anxious individual. I wouldn't want to make him more anxious in the shower. So... Well, this is to the questions. This is question one. So we got a couple questions this week from clients that were writing. These are common questions that we tend to get. This is one sort of, of like a came. mix of a variety of questions. Yeah. So the first one was just coming in and it was about, well, what was the first one? It's the one that says two on the list. Yeah, I know. I was kind of confused. Uh, it's oh. meal prep and like myths of dieting. So basically like how do you keep what you eat in line? Um, yeah. And also, like, there's a lot of misinformation about, like, meal prepping in general. It's hard. And what you can't should I it. eat? In ge- like, what the fuck? People tell me I shouldn't eat carbs. People tell me I shouldn't eat fat. Like, what's true? Yeah. What should I prep? What's easiest to actually put together? So, carbs aren't bad. We were talking about it on the banter part earlier, and obviously, you carbs are bad if you're weight cutting, but I'm going to gain all that weight back in less than like 12 hours. Well, they're not hours. bad. They're used as a function, and they gotta, they're got used as a tool, and we got to cut them out because weight is the goal on fight day. Specific, but like, I, I'm not going to maintain the weight loss, and that's a really important fact. Like, If you lose weight from cutting carbs, you will not maintain the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but... As far as like having easy go-to sides and things that you can really just fall back on because a lot of people when they're making meals, they understand as far as, okay, here's my chicken breast, here's my salmon, okay, I have a steak, what exactly do I put with it? I'm tired of having broccoli and rice. What exactly can I have with that steak, with that chicken that's going to be more... I don't know, entertaining, more lively, something that I can put on my plate and put on Instagram. Also benefit me. And benefit <laughs> me, yeah. Not just putting on mustard and ketchup and... A bunch of cheese and shit. Yeah. If you don't need the cheese. <laughs> so how do you dress up your meals just to be able to have something, some variety, but also not? you don't necessarily need to go out and get all these different sides. You can do a lot with the same rice you can do a lot and cook it in different ways or you can take a potato and 
make french fries or you can make smashed potatoes or baked potatoes. There's a lot you can do with it with the same side bases, but by adding on top of that seasonings or different dressings or the way that you're cooking it. Well, like I every week slow cook like three pounds of meat and it's either pork or beef depending on honestly what's on sale. <laughs> um, but I know a guy that sells pork we should talk he has whole hogs that we can get a hog chickens everything. i don't need a whole hog okay we can get quarter hogs. <laughs> um so you slow cook pork <laughs> yeah and basically like that will be when i'm not making like a dinner um or you know having a snack like it's often for lunch because i find lunch is the hardest one to fit in uh dinner is just easier for me um because like i'm in the middle of training i gotta go back and train clients uh i just got back from the gym i'm hungry uh, I slow cook the meat, and then honestly, my two favorite things to eat with it are uh, from Kroger, like frozen, fro, frozen, not stirred, <laughs> frozen uh, shoestring uh, fries. Yeah, that was Sean Connery. <laughs> um, they cook really fast. The fuck do you eat? <laughs> like frozen fries. Okay. Uh, they're like two dollars for a big ass pack um they cook really fast you can put meat in there um you can put whatever seasoning like chili powder paprika whatever um mix all that together put some peppers and onions in um if you have a trader joe's around you they have like in bag if you don't live in the hood that's what he's trying to say <laughs> if you live in oakley ohio i have a trader joe's around me <laughs> um, if you just have a Walmart, it's still nice what it's saying, but he's like, fuck you. But microwave rice that's like pre-cooked, um, if you cut it out of the bag, you can put like a tablespoon of water in a pan and cook it that way. Rehydrate it. Yeah, it gets way better. Um, and you can season that again however you want. And like my go-to are always peppers and onions and shit just because I like it. Um, experiment a little bit with what is good. Um... It's going to be kind of a trial and error of like, I want to eat this. I don't want to eat this. <laughs> um, and if you're ever at a loss, like, throw an egg in that shit. You well, know? Try things over again, too, because just because you don't like something initially doesn't mean you won't like it later down the line and as in fast as three to six months. Because as your palate changes, as you begin to correct your diet and start to focus on more wholesome foods, You'll actually change the bacteria inside your gut, which then changes the taste buds on your tongue and the way that the different chemicals that come from food that give you the sensation of salty or spicy or that kind of savory taste or sweet, that changes. So things that you might hate right now, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, or if you just don't like the taste. Also, of cook them in like the oven. Don't broil that shit. It's not good if you broil it or boil it. Put yeah. it on a pan in the oven. I'm actually going to be putting together a PDF that I'm going to be sending to my clients, but it is about different ways to cook vegetables. The best thing that you can do for retaining nutrients and vegetables, and this goes for pretty across the board, is steaming. If you just get a mm. steamer and put them in, because what you're doing is it's not when you boil vegetables, you're losing a lot of the nutrients into the water. And it tastes like shit. Not always, but <laughs> the steaming part, and then toss them in oil afterwards too, because you need a fat to be able to absorb the nutrients. A lot of them are fat soluble, so if you throw in some oil or butter, that's going to help allow for the absorption of those nutrients once you eat them. Don't paladine the butter, but like butter's okay. 
No, eat the tub. Eat the tub. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good, man. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing. Like people often think that like either eating any type of fat is bad, or I can only eat fats because I want my body in ketosis. Yeah, that leads right into question two. Is exactly there are two types of fat. Well, you have part make... two of question one. Well, yeah, <laughs> it leads kind of right into that next part of fats. There are two types of fat. You have your omega threes, your omega sixes. You can you eat them? Can you not eat them? Answers yes. <laughs> like so, you don't want to eat all the like saturated prepackaged fat. Um, just because it's not as good for you. But if it's like a natural fat, like avocados. That's fat. It's fine. Meat fat's fine. Like we said, butter, oil, that stuff. Don't overdo it. Don't like drink like a cup of oil. That's silly. It's all <laughs> ratio. So it really does come down to ratio. And it's your omega-6 to your omega-3 ratio. That's why you'll see people that take fish oil pills or krill oil supplements or way to supplement their omega-3s because typically we just don't get enough. It comes from your avocados, of course, but you said it comes from your walnuts. It can come from... But those are like the expensive fishes. ones to get. Everything it, it you just can. listed costs money. <laughs> it costs money, but in ratio to what you're eating, you should be having a 1 to 6 ratio. So if you have a 1 to 6 ratio of your omega-3s to omega-6s and you have 100 grams of fat for the day, then when it comes to a one to six ratio, you should probably be having around 15 grams of omega-3s. So a lot of people aren't getting that. A lot of people aren't eating walnuts or avocados. It's not gonna come from your canola oil or every, anything because those are omega-6s. And the difference between omega-3s and omega-6s is omega-6s are pro-inflammatory and omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. And you need both because both have their functions in the body but when they're out of balance, when you have, let's say, a 12 to 1 ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s, then that's where we start to get in trouble. So it's just about balancing out that ratio. Starting to, If you're not eating a lot of those healthy fats or those anti-inflammatory fats, to start supplementing into a krill oil or a fish oil and start being able to introduce your fat that way until you're able to include it in the diet. Yeah, and the other thing to take into account um, when you're looking at fat sources is that when it comes to like oil a very small amount can up your calories a lot <laughs> um, Yeah, a teaspoon. So if you just type it into my fitness pal, it's teaspoon's gonna blow your mind And if you're trying to be in like a smart calorie deficit, which we'll get into I watch what I eat it, But you put in three tablespoons of oil. It's like you think that you're under you know 2,500 calories in a day, but really you hit 29 because you put oil on everything, you mm. know, and you didn't put that into the tracker because it's just this is just oil, just makes the pan not stick. Yeah, but you're also eating that. It's not just staying in the pan. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing: fat isn't bad. It was demonized years ago, and it seems like carbs are the new thing that's getting demonized today. Eventually, and... we won't be able to eat anything. Well, it seems like <laughs> the way that things are leaning meets the thing that is now yeah. popular to demonize. But Carbs as far as what fat. fats do, I mean, they're important within the body because fat, cholesterol in particular, is the base of your hormones, and that's testosterone, estrogen, cortisol, melatonin, proestrogen. If you don't have fat, if you don't have enough fat within your diet and you're not getting enough cholesterol in particular, you're not going to be able to have the backbone of what builds your hormones. And 
that can lead to a number of things. So if you're not able to produce enough estrogen as a woman or enough testosterone as a man, in both ways, if you're not able to produce enough melatonin, you're going to have shitty sleep. Everything's going to start to spiral downwards. Your recovery is going to be worse. Exactly. Uh, your sex drive's low. Like, And this is a problem that happens a lot with uh, fighters and like high-level athletes is that Again, people start to believe... Trap. People start to believe that, you know, you don't want to be at 12% body fat. If you get below 10 for a long period of time, you're going to start running into the hormone problems. Like, it's because it transfers through the fat in your body and you just Depends, simply don't yeah. have enough fat. Yeah. You know, like, we see that a lot with people uh, going into fights in the weight cut weeks or... The best example is women that lose their period. Women that are healthy, that are young, that lose their period and are, in a sense, infertile for that moment because they are just so high in cortisol, their testosterone is so high, their hormones are so out of whack that the body, and they're so low on fat that the body goes into kind of a survival mode. It says, okay, we're not in a state that where we can reproduce. We're actually going to eliminate that process for right now and be able to sustain the activity the life that yeah. is the woman to keep her alive so they'll take away the ability to give life to sustain the life of the person that is in survival mode um and this can happen with not just fat uh just calories in general um this is a myth a lot of the times uh that if you cut a large amount of calories you'll lose weight that's not necessarily true Sometimes you'll lose weight without cutting any calories. It just depends on the activities that you're doing, like fitness-wise, to get your body into a certain state of being. You know, like, I'm not eating, uh, I'm eating a, a thousand calories a day. Your body's going to start going into, like, a state of panic and not burning correctly. It'll adapt downwards. It'll do whatever it needs to do to survive. If you only give it a thousand, it'll learn how to survive off of a thousand. And it doesn't mean you'll lose weight. <laughs> well, it won't mean it. you'll survive efficiently. You won't be optimized, but you'll no. survive. The body's pretty amazing. It will figure out a way, but it won't necessarily be optimal. It will definitely not be. There's no way a thousand calories is optimal. Yeah. Um, but I want to have you talk a little bit about where you want to be in terms of like phasing for diets and calorie intake because yeah. that is something you know a lot about yeah the, well that leads into kind of like question three of where people part fall three. into part question three. one <laughs> this is the third fucking question <laughs> nope. it is <laughs> keep this, going this is the third question so this does kind of lead into where we're at. So phasing, what that is, and how people lead themselves into a muscle recovery trap. What phasing is, is you gotta be able to periodize your training, your diet around what your goals are. You should be able to set, and some, here's the thing. I'm gonna go over a general view of what periodization should be, but then this is different for what an athlete is because they have different peaks within their year right, that we have like a to. specific peak we're training towards yeah it might be like i fight five times a year or it could be i compete in the olympics every four years it could be that wide of a range or even i play football every sunday you know like that's a they're all different well those are your peak states those are when you need to peak and be optimal but as far as your periodization your phasing goes right. that is more of a calendarly year thing where 
you are going through a postseason or an end season, a postseason. You're going into an off season and a preseason, and that's with whether you're dieting, that's whether you're playing football, that's whether you're fighting, and whether you're just trying to lose weight and get healthier. You have to periodize your training because. And what that looks like is different for everybody as far as if you're an athlete, you're obviously in season, you're training for games. You're in season if you're training for, say, to look fuckable at the beach or to be able to rip your that's shirt your off. That's your season. That's your season. That's showtime. That's where you're, no, that's your postseason. When you rip your shirt off at the beach, that's your postseason. Your end season is when you're actively dieting and maintaining your calorie shirt deficit. Shirt off is the World down. Series. Yeah, well, that's your posting. That's your celebration. It's game seven. That's your celebration. <laughs> your entire time of dieting is that's your in season part. You are the athlete that is trying to diet. Your in season part is your calorie deficit. And then when you get to the beach, when you get to vacation, when you get to your family reunion and you want to rip your shirt off at your family reunion for fuck's sake, whatever reason. Could be a cookie. And, yeah, it could, be a, it could be one of those crazy families that likes to give hugs shirtless. I don't know. Uh, but you, <coughs> excuse me, fuck, I about died. <laughs> um, so when you get to that part, that's your celebration. You rip that off, you go into postseason. That's where you have to reverse out of your diet or recover the body, go into a postseason and get some recovery implemented into your life. That might include more of like your ice baths, making sure that you are taking time and focusing on the mind, reversing out and getting your calories back to maintenance, making sure that you're leveling out your macros, being able to sustain the change that you just made. And when you get done recovering, when you get back to your maintenance, you start to go back into an off season. Your period of off season should be focused on for the general person that's just losing weight year to year is mobility, strength, build up your body in the off season, just like an athlete will, build up your metabolism, build up your get better habits, whether you're trying to work on sleep, whether you're working on stress or just incorporating meditation, if you're just trying to take more walks or maybe this is a time that you focus on your squat and deadlift and you really get the mechanics down. And you can take those things into the season with you. Like if you focus on meditation and it's working, don't quit. That's the entire point. <laughs> Take these habits that now you're in the off season. You're not stressed out from dieting. You're not stressed out from what you're trying to actively accomplish, but you're giving yourself tools that you can take with you into the end season. And when you get out of that off season part, it's not long for the person that's trying to really just lose weight and diet. But for the athlete, this off season parts valuable. This is where they recuperate the mind and get things where right. You learn new skills constantly. Exactly. And then you need to go into a preseason where you are going to get the mindset right. You're setting up the tools for success. You're making sure that you have my fitness pal downloaded. You're getting back into the habit of tracking. You're getting back into the habit of going to the gym with more frequency. You're getting back into your old habits of where you kind of were prior to this off season period because after the preseason part we're going to go back in in season and that is where all the stress is going to come from and if you're trying to do like an in season all the time you're gonna burn yourself out which is where most people are currently they're in a muscle recovery trap where they'll constantly diet down they'll think that going to the gym more is going to help when they're already going five days a week. Well, how much fucking more can you go? Whoa. Six? Can you go seven days a week? Awesome. You're on seven days a week and you've stopped <laughs> losing weight. Go the eighth day. How the fuck do you do that? 
You can go two days. Okay, you go twice on Monday. Now you're up to eight times in the gym a week. And how much are you losing out on the things that you got into fitness for in the first place? You wanted to go to the bar and get fucked. Well, I ain't happening. If you don't you're have the time. Gym. You don't feel good. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like ass. You don't have any calories. And how many more calories can you cut? You went from two thousand. Now you're down to fourteen hundred. And we can cut again. Mrs. Jones, we can cut you down. We can get you to whatever your goal weight loss is. But now we're at 800 calories and you're eating like a fucking rabbit. Well, and in terms of like the athlete as well, um, when I train myself or other people for a fight or a competition, like ideally I get 12 weeks, right? Ideally. Uh, so with Germany, longer, ideally longer, 16, 18 is great. If I have 12, I can get you into a really good place. Like mm -hmm. with uh, Jeremy for his title fight, the first four weeks were not the technical like eight week fight camp because for whatever reason, eight weeks is a fight camp. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but basically Dana White established that back in 2004. Uh, it's like I Fun had fact about I had two that I'm going to put out there, <laughs> uh, but Basically, like, the first four weeks we got his strength um, using progressive overloads on, like, barbell lifts and all that kind of shit. If I had 16 weeks, I would have done a stabilization phase before all of that, but we didn't have the time. Um, and I figured strength is a little bit more important than your stabilization here. Like, you could be super stable, but not able to pick this guy up, and that's a problem. <laughs> um, so, the first phasing is strength. And barbells after that first phase for fighters eight weeks out from their fight i basically tell barbells to fuck right off uh i do not think they're helpful there's certain exercises that i will do um like super low weighted uh up to like the person's body weight zercher squats in the you know four to eight week range you can load a little heavier lunges too um i don't really i do like knee over toe squats yeah. because it's i find more effective for like shots basically because you're bringing your knee over your toe every time you shoot on someone, so you might as well be super strong in that position and able to come back up with power. Um, and in that four to eight week range, we're trying to make it so the muscles can reproduce their strength over and over and over again. So that's in the muscle endurance phase, you know? Yeah. Power training um, with endurance. Oh, no, no, no. Power is, that's, that's the kind of like, we have four weeks left, we start going full in on power, the weight goes super low, um, and we're doing more complicated full body movements. Uh, we're doing like different like functional patterns uh, type stuff. Look up their Instagram. Uh, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. You'll go, I'll, I'd get kicked out of a gym for doing that if it was Planet Fitness. <laughs> um, you know, we start doing uh, like little trigger stuff so we can produce that strength as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. The first phase, we want to get the strength. The second phase, we want to be able to maintain that strength. And the third phase is we want to be able to produce that strength as quickly as possible over and over and over again. Because in terms of an athletic competition, I believe that you're not strong unless you can be strong for the full amount of time that you might be in there. Um, in games like uh, football, you know how long that is, right? Like it's going to be 60 minutes of play time. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, it may be longer if you go in the overtime, but overall, 60 minutes. In a fight, you might be in there for 30 seconds. You might be in there for 7 seconds. Um, 
But you got to plan for however long your fight is. Are you an amateur? Is it nine minutes of fight time? You got to be ready for nine fucking minutes. Uh, in Jeremy's case, he had to be ready for 25. It's a pro title defense. That's five five-minute rounds with 60 seconds in between. He's got to be able to go as good in round five as he could go in round one. And one of the things he told me afterwards was the other guy came out and he looked really good. A, better than we thought he was going to fight in general. Mm -hmm. But B, um, he landed a super hard uh, spinning back kick. And Jeremy had to take like a round and a half to recover from that shit. But halfway through uh, round two, dude just died. Like, he wasn't moving as good. He wasn't putting as much behind it. He wasn't being as tricky. Uh, and I remember Jeremy telling me, I was still right there. Uh, nothing dropped off. And that's the response that I want. Like, I want people to feel like nothing dropped off. Like, I'm watching you drop off, and I'm still here. This is when I can break you, you know. Uh, it can either be, like, a quick break like Jeremy had with his walk-off knockout, or it can be a slow break where the other person just over the next, you know, two and a half rounds realizes I'm not doing good and this is only getting worse yeah. you know I take all my momentum that shit don't matter anymore because I'm dying and that guy's still fucking there yeah but now J Jeremy is recovering because oh he man gotta, he ain't doing yeah. shit all like he's training yeah. but like he's not doing the same but that's part of it so you can't train like that forever once you get done with your competition that's immediately when you go into your postseason you start recovering yeah and that's where people will get into a muscle recovery trap as far as dieting goes because there isn't an instance usually typically you haven't trained right you haven't phased your programming you're not in a state to go into a deficit you're not in a state to go into a diet or accept a diet your body's not losing weight so when you get to your goal date of looking good on the beach you still look like a flabby piece of shit because you actually haven't done anything you haven't right. moved the marker so you consistently think when you get back from that vacation like fuck back on the back on the horse I didn't do it, so now right back on the horse, and you've been dieting for five years at this point for some people. Some people, maybe this is their first time through, but a lot of people that I talk to, this isn't the first year that they've tried losing the weight. This is the third, fourth, fifth year that they've gained weight, and they don't understand why, and it's because you're in this trap of being under-recovered, of beating yourself down, of overworking your muscles in the gym and not allowing time for you to get a state of recovery to recuperate and to bring your body back to homeostasis which is where it wants to be and in terms of like fighters everyone's like they look great and it's like yeah look, look at them in their off season they're they don't look as good they look really good when they walk out who's saying fighters look good a lot of people look Who? at them who's a lot of people you know people a lot of people. A bunch of people. A lot of fighters look like shit. But a lot look really good. A lot look like shit. A lot can't look good and a lot can't look like shit. Yeah, they can. There's look, a lot of fighters. A little look good, a lot look like shit. Dude, no, but like if you're thinking about like uh, Kamara Usman, for example, he looks really good when he comes out and fights. Like he's built, right? If you see him name in another. the offseason, name another Gilbert Burns. Um, <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> All right, then you got like Ben Askren. No, but that's the other thing. Sometimes looks are deceiving. Derek Lewis, fucking murderer. Francis Ngannou, also a murderer. John they don't Jones look like they're in the like same a wabby world. fuck, but he can beat people. Not now. Up. You seen him? No, he doesn't post anything other than his dog biting people's dicks and shooting guns in Texas. Dude, he's he's gonna come out very big. 
he's at like 260. Mm. Yeah. Okay. If he ever decides to fight again. And might like step onto the platform that is just to get him up to the cage and break his knee because his ligaments are like, hey, dude, you're 180. I mean, people <laughs> are uh, giving him shit about not getting back in there. And like, you can have your own opinions on John Jones, and like, I do too. Um, but he's going up from 205 to heavyweight, and he's like, that's not that big. And I was like, no, but. Like How many just 205 said, pound men do you know already that are it's big? It's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's a level of human that's just trying that's to accomplish something. That's a big fucking something. person. Yeah. And if you are going from that size that he was, because he was never the biggest guy at 205, he doesn't look like Jan Blahovich. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh shit, that guy's 240. <laughs> uh, you're like, he's probably like 218, 2, 220. Um, he comes in getting big, not smart, he would be more primed for injuries. You know, like you said, because like his body isn't able to make the adjustment that quick. So when he takes the time, and people say, you're, du- you're ducking Francis, you know, you're duck. A, first of all, pay. I wouldn't want to fight Francis for fucking not like a ton of money. Uh, but second of all, if you're going up there to fight a guy like Francis, you want to make sure your body's accustomed to being that size. Because you know, Francis is accustomed to being that size. That's not a new mm-hmm. thing for him. And that's going to play a factor in how that fight goes. So if it takes him a year and a half to where, oh, my body's accustomed to it, I'm this big, I'm in fighting shape, it takes him a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be smart about how you make these decisions. Don't just be, especially when, like, your life is on the line. And I don't think people's lives are on the line a lot in MMA competition, but fucking Francis Ngannou. Whew. <laughs> this has nothing to do with question three. Eh. Eh. We might get the question three next week. We hit question three. We hit question one, we went to two, and we went to three. Your three-part question one series bullshit. We actually kind of skipped three entirely, or two. Because that's like a whole nother thing about working out with limited space, time, and equipment. We'll get there in another episode. We have more questions to answer from people. Sam's writes like a fucking toddler, and it's terrible. I mean... I write like a serial killer. How the fuck can you read that? No one can read that. I can't read it. I'm sitting right here and being like, what should we talk about? I, I don't know. Cox? You Is that a seen... cog? That's no, that's a sides. It says sides, but I'm getting cocks out of it. You ever seen the Zodiac letters? Are you saying you write like the Zodiac killer or like the Zodiac? I'm just saying. Have You're you ever seen saying. the Zodiac letters? I'm just saying. I think my handwriting might come up a positive match. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Great. I I hope you guys followed along with this episode. I didn't, so I'm sure you didn't. But I did. I know, but you're tired and kind of out of it. So I'm sure anything was uh, like a straight line for you, but we're going to get better. That was pretty coherent, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we had three questions and then we talked about fighting. And then I noticed we were talking about fighting. I was like, this should have been at the beginning. So you got to let conversations happen organically. It's the best way. Questions. Well, fuck them. We'll do it next week. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> That's they, what he's saying. They gotta keep listening. Yeah, but <laughs> not fuck you. If you good, we'd really appreciate the like, the follow. You can find me at Yoked Thoughts on Instagram. I'm Gatorboy underscore six six. Uh, sixty six. Why did you go six six? 
Because it's... I you weren't confident in it. Why would it be 66? This is GatorBoy <laughs> underscore 66. I'm Yolk Thoughts on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, because if you've listened to this, you're obviously fucking found us. So and good job. We'll be like, follow, Apple. share. Please send to your friends. Please do not send to your family or mom. She does not need to hear this, but uh, your friends would love it. And if you uh, if you have questions, do send them in. We will eventually get I got there. a question. What are you doing next weekend? I'm fighting a guy. Is it a guy? Is it a boy? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, that's the fucking teaser. So there may or may not be an episode next weekend. Uh, there won't be. But probably... We'll have one coming up the next week. I'm going to Portland, so America's Green Zone. It's going to be great. I'm going to go there and try not to get stabbed or killed. And by not stabbed or killed, stabbed with a heroin needle and die of sepsis. When that's are you what coming back if that doesn't happen? Like next Tuesday? Sunday. Next Sunday? Yeah, but from what I see about people's travel plans lately, they go, oh, I'm getting back at Sunday at 4, and it ends up being like Tuesday at 6 because everybody's getting canceled. Airlines are like, well, hey. We'll try and get one out Monday or Tuesday because I'm not going to be doing shit all Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get one out on this kid on Saturday. And theme song. <laughs>